This is Out of Fashion, a podcast with Martin Kammer, hosted by Remo Hecklen. Dear listeners, welcome to another episode of the podcast Out of Fashion. This podcast deals with historic clothing in connection with the collecting activities of Martin Kammer from Switzerland. We are sitting in Martin's library in his apartment in Zug. Martin, in a previous episode, you were talking about auctions in general. Does it happen that items at auctions are mislabeled? Yes, quite often, thank God, because if you know what you're doing, you can turn that into your advantage. Do you have some examples? I have several examples. Oh. Yes. Um, quite often when an auction house doesn't know exactly what it is, it becomes either Swiss or Austrian or Balkan or, or, or East European. And, of course, it never is. Or a fancy dress when they, do, when they can't and decide. They can't figure out. They can't figure out. One of my coups, if you want to call it a coup, was that I went to an auction and there was what was described in the catalogue, a piano shawl. It was from Eastern Europe. And it was big. And what, what's a piano shawl? It's uh, Victorian sometimes put the shawl on a piano, on a grand piano they put the oh, shawl. like a cover. A cover or shoulder. You drape the shawl over it. And this was a huge rectangle of salmon-coloured, silk satin with a broad, about a foot wide, gold and silver lace all the way around it. And it was said um, 1920s. And I looked at it and went, no, that's not 1920s. And I bought it, of course, actually, what it was is an English um, christening blanket, a bearing mantle, and it's from about 1650. Oh, my. <laughs> quite a difference. It's quite a difference. Yes, it's not just yeah. about yeah. 10 or 20 years. No, no, no. <laughs> wow. And then and another auction where the auctioneer had put the items chronologically in the catalogue. So I, I wasn't interested in, and at that time I wasn't really interested in anything later than 1900. So I looked at the catalogue and made notes and then went through the rails and went through the rails and saw everything that was um, <coughs> published in, published in the catalogue. And, yeah. and then I went, just I thought, oh, I'll just curiosity, I go and have a look at the 20th century as well. And I went through the rail and suddenly there was this rather beautiful red silk jersey dress from the 18, early 1820s, about 1825. And I thought, oh, somebody's put it on in the wrong in the wrong place. And I looked and I read the catalogue, and it was catalogued as a red silk jersey dress from 1930s. Wow. Because everybody knows silk jersey is 1930s. <laughs> so I put it back where it was. I bought it, and that very great advantage and now it's in the Metropolitan Museum of, of Art. <laughs> so you were able to restore it to its historical framework? Yes, I was able to yeah, put it back into the 1820, 1822. <laughs> Thank <So> it, you. <laughs> and it was so typical, the decoration, everything, it was just absolutely in a very fabulous dress to boot, so that was very good. But that's bizarre. I mean, is it because maybe the seller did no longer mm. live and, no, and the, no, the relatives I, I, didn't know about uh, the it context? Has, it had nothing. It had to do with the expert at the at the of the. Um, even you know, if if uh, a descendant brings something in and they don't know what it is, it's the expert's um, duty to uh, say this is such and such and it's valuable or it's not valuable. So. 
the sellers actually rely a lot on on the the experts. Yes, yes, yeah. of course. And same the auction houses as well. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in this case, the seller was cheated, and so was the auction house. But hopefully, he didn't realize. No, the you seller. never, you never let anybody know. That's not you don't sort of rub their noses in it. It's it's not it's mm. not it's it's counterproductive. So what was your reaction? Oh, I just showed no reaction. You don't show reaction. In in inside, I was very excited because I realized that po potentially that yeah, that, I would get I would, I would I would get a I would get a bargain, which I did. So it was very nice. That must be very thrilling. That's very thrilling. So of course. Do you have more examples? Yes, I have some very important examples here. Um, there was a big auction in London with a superb um, 18th century court dress in silver tissue, enormous petticoat, enormous hoops, petticoat, and a real, a real number. Bling. Anyway, it was Mary Watson, Marchioness of Rockingham's court dress. Her husband was Charles Watson Wentworth, second Marquess of Rockingham, and was Prime Minister in 1765. And 1782, and they were very prominent London society, very rich. And this very rare court dress came up for auction in London. And I wanted to go and have a look at it outside the auction rooms. And so I asked whether I could come and have a look at it behind the scene. And I was welcome, so I went Oh, they there. were so kind and allowed you to have a, yes, well, a you know, pre-preview. If you're a good customer, they, they they help you because it's there. It's in their interest. Anyway, so I went and had a look and I realized that this dress, um, even if I bought it, I wouldn't be able to export it out of England because it's if English historical um, importance and you wouldn't get an export license. You have to, if an item costs more than twelve thousand pounds in those days, you had to get a special. You can buy it, but then you have to ask for an export license if you want to export it. If you want to live in England, you don't need an export license. So I realized, and as I'm a dealer and I wanted to export it, I realized I'm not going. No chance. And the um, expert in the office there said to me, oh, "But we've got we've got um, some." Fancy dress dresses, they're really quite spectacular. Um, have a look at him. And I thought, no, I don't really want to have a look. And she insisted. And so I thought, oh, well, let's have a look. <laughs> so she opened the box and in there were two um, extraordinary late 18th century open robes. And um, one was a bodice and a five-foot train or two-meter train. And it was in ivory, silk satin, brocaded in gold and orange in stripes. It looked brand new. Oh, wow. So and one had been a little altered and had a fancy dress bodice with it. So they thought everything was fancy dress. Mm -hmm. Now, this um, one open robe was like an open robe out of a Heidelhoff Gallery of Fashion Illustration. Heidelhoff was a, a German that lived in Paris and had to flee. The, um, he was a German artist, he was an engraver, and he had to flee the French Revolution and went to London, where he then started publishing the Gallery of Fashion from 1794 to 1802. And it was one of the most luxurious and incredible fashion magazines ever. And it's with, with his illustrations. With his illustrations, yes. And this dress is 
straight out of one of these illustrations. Do you possess oh, some yes, of these I've got, uh, illustrations? I've got the, I've got the um, Gallery of Fashion. I have the book. Oh, you have the book. Itself. Yeah, and I have it three times, actually. Oh, wow. <laughs> so you knew what it was. Yes, immediately. It was mislabeled. It was mislabeled, yeah. Yeah. Totally. And I bought it very well at auction, so I'm very, I was very happy about that. That was another podcast with Martin Karmer. Thank you very much for this today's anecdote about mislabeling in auction houses. Thank you very much for your time. And dear listeners, thank you all for your interest. Thanks for listening. This was Out of Fashion. 